up right uh, now, <laughs> Joe Rogan. Uh, Joe this Rogan. Is, uh, We're running out of time. Joe Rogan. Uh, getting sweepy. All bro, right. It's 930, bro. bro, yeah, chill. 922 to be exact. This dark, is an early I'm, recording. Dark. I've been waking up like... Don't even talk to me. Sorry. We get it. You open a, a coffee shop. Whatever, bro. Cool. Yeah, I opened my own. Yep. Oh, we're so professional. We're cool. going. All right. Let's start this week off. So for those listening at home or 10 years in the future, um, this was just graduation week and the end of the school year. And so summer plans are among us. What is Facts. one? What is one coffee summer plan you have this summer? Or like if you were like, man, I'm going to dream a bucket list for the summer for coffee. What is the one thing you want to check off? So I have a couple of fly dates for music things planned. And uh, so I'm going to Colorado and going to California. And I'm really excited because it's going to be close enough, the place we're going in Colorado to play, it's going to be close enough for me to go to my favorite coffee shop in Colorado. And it's in this really small a little mountain community that is right by a lake and there's a really great coffee shop called uh, Java Groove um, that's right next to it and they have really good like lemon squares and stuff and I just have really good memories of going there with my family whenever we went on vacation and went to Red Rocks and stuff and saw some What if you go there now and it's like so mid? (laughs) No, I think think nostalgia. Why do you say this stuff to me? (laughs) I think no, I think the nostalgia is going to be so good and because they open super early because like they open at like six because there's a lot of runners in that community that like run around the lake and then they'll they'll go get coffee. So I got there like at sunrise and had coffee there and and it was really good. It was it was a good time. I'm really excited to go. Uh, I'm going to figure that out. Don't know yet. Cool. Yeah, if you're near yet. Cat and Cloud, Cat and Cloud's really good. I think they're still a coffee company. They may have sold everything. Equator. I think it's in San Francisco. I'm going to San yeah. Francisco. Equator Coffee. That's busting. That's where I got oh, had yeah, that yeah. Sadamo from. Uh, the red nice. one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Col- the red one. That, that's how I know my coffees is by marketing. The colors. It's all about marketing. Um, I don't have any like huge summer plans. I might be going to Boston for a week. So, um. I guess it's not like any huge, like, I'm going to try something new, but I definitely will go visit one of my favorite coffee shops, Grace Note, in Mm -hmm. Chinatown. Um, Chloe, your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. If she's listening, Chloe. She'll be in Canada. Yes, in Vancouver. No, that's on the opposite side. She will be nowhere near Alexander Mills. Yeah, that that's over up by um like Washington. Yeah, yeah, that's over by like Maine and stuff like that. Yeah, she won't be anywhere near. Ale- yeah, yeah, because I checked to see if she was gonna be near Alexander Mills Church to see if she could go one one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, to get an autograph. Get an autograph on, her, on a coffee cup <laughs> from like the the guest services. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So going to Boston. Nice. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Um. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would help. But so me and my wife are moving to Dallas. So we need to go try out. She's sitting over there. Gross. Yeah. Uh, we need to go try out all kinds of cool coffee shops in Dallas and be 
excited about that. So that's like you my bucket You can go to Edison. Oh. Oh. Yikes. R.I.P. Can't go to Edison. For listeners that do not know, Cold Edison food. is a very reputable coffee shop in the DFW area that... It's uh, actually... It is in Flower Mound, um, which area. is close enough to DFW, I guess. <laughs> Just North DFW. But what matters is it burned. Down. It recently burned down. Not the roastery though, which is kind of funny. Not Ironically, not the roastery. not the roastery burned out. It's just the shop itself. Yeah. So they still like ship coffee off online, but I hope they open back up. Mm-hmm. That oh would, yeah. They're like regrant. I hope they like involve fire in their branding or like in in like a specialty coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. That'd be so funny if they made like a <laughs> like an exclusive like reopening like bag of like a single origin that was like really like peppery and stuff, and the bag was just had flames all over it. I think that would be hilarious. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After the Great Chicago Fire of 1877, <laughs> where the cow kicked over the candle Shut you and burned down Shut all your, of Chicago. I think that's such a fake story. That's got to be fake. Come on. I've never heard it till right now. Really? I heard it one time. Mm, yeah, like some cow. Like I heard it off some knocked over a candle Disney TV show. I can't which one it all was. Of Chicago. <laughs> There's no way that happened. Oh, oh, come on. Lol. Cool. Come on. Well, yeah, I'm excited about this summer. With me moving to Dallas, we're going to figure out how to uh, zoom me in or something. To we have to. <laughs> to keep these going. Yeah, we'll um, figure it out for sure. Yeah, or we're going to meet at the Bucky's and Terrell. Um, every, I go to that Bucky's and Terrell every Tuesday all night. the time. <laughs> yeah, so we'll do something. Um, but cool, this week we're going to be talking about finishing up our three-week series on Africa and different growing regions and growing countries there. Um, so we covered Kenya week one, um, Ethiopia last week, um, and this week delayed a little bit because of the semester. Uh, we are covering uh, just three smaller countries. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be talking so I did a good bit of research on Burundi and their culture. Um, Josiah got Rwanda. Rwanda, so he's going to bring us some facts about Rwanda. And Caleb has. Uh, I had Uganda. Pull out. No, you had yes week. No, I didn't. That's you literally not. You're happening. literally trying to gaslight me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna work. Cool. Dang it. Um, so we all did like different research about these. Um, I, I, I'm excited to like learn what y'all learned, um, and I kind of have just a few questions, kind of to get conversation started about these things. Um, but. For, to start off, I'll go to you, Caleb. Mm-hmm. What makes Ugandan's coffee country or like culture mm-hmm. So, I think one, I mean, much like most of the African countries, like 20 to 30% of its exports are coffee. Um, mm. what, hold on a sec. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Just, no, I won't. <laughs> Um, but wait, he means me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I think one big thing is that like they're relatively new to growing arabica coffee. A lot, a lot of their crops were um, 
like have been That's, robusta yeah. and like they still have a lot of that today but um just with like newer technologies coming in and like getting influence from other countries around them because it's it's pretty close like ethiopia and kenya yeah it's right there amongst them yeah um so just i think that's one of the biggest things is the the robusta crop i have a uh uganda uganda green coffee in the back roasted What is interesting or unique about the coffee culture in Rwanda? So, um, the thing that makes it unique is that it's one of the few countries that it doesn't really have a coffee culture uh, amongst their own people. Um, and this was because in the early 1990s, there was actually a thing uh, called like the coffee genocide mm. where they killed people who drank coffee. Uh, Sorry, that was too dark. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, more there. Coffee was a big export. And then there was genocide in Rwanda. Um. And then it. It just didn't. Yeah, so this uh, coffeemagazine.co.za says Rwanda's coffee industry nearly collapsed after the genocide in 1994, and it took many years for the industry to recover to the point that coffee is now one of Rwanda's largest and most profitable agricultural exports. Interesting. Uh, They also apparently get a lot of funding from the government for these coffee plants. So like in the same way that, uh, you know, we have government workers to, um, you know, to do things like roads and, and stuff like that. Like being a coffee farmer, like is a government job. Really? Yeah. Like tax (laughs) dollars go towards coffee company. That's funny. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Nice. Cool. Well, Burundi, if you haven't heard about that country before, look it up. B-U-R-U-N-D-I. I had never heard about it until coffee. Um, One thing that I think makes it super interesting is that... So, Belgians originally brought coffee to Burundi, which was really interesting to me. Um, The other, the waffle people, right? The Waffle Boys. Um, they brought it in like 1930s. And. What? <laughs> Stompers? <laughs> they brought it over in the 1930s. And I think it was a Belgian. Do not Google search Waffle Stompers. <laughs> I, I second that. Not sure why, but I second it. Yeah. Uh, other than just. Yeah. It doesn't sound wise. Um, but the Waffle Stompers, the Belgians. Um, they, I guess, probably had colonized Burundi. Um, someone can fact check me, but that sounds right. And then they gained independence in 1960s, like 1962. Um, and all of their coffee was like privately owned by like farmers and stuff. Um, and their quality and really the quantity of their coffee went down tremendously because kind of like, I think Ethiopia or Kenya, one of the two countries, there was a ton of um, like political upheaval and a ton of like issues internally within the country that just caused their coffee 
in and of itself, like the quality of it to go down. Um, and then obviously that's gone away and Burundi's a much mm. better country known for its coffee now. Yeah. Like a lot of East African countries. So yeah, those are just a couple quick tips about these three countries mm-hmm. um, that are all kind of located close together. Um, How close are they on the map? Um, Let's find out. Well, I know Burundi is right next to Rwanda, and it is right next to um, Tanzania, which is one we are not able to talk about, but also has a great coffee. Um, But Burundi is like right under Rwanda. Rwanda. Oh, and Rwanda is right under Uganda. So they're all yeah. like See right here. Yeah. about like the oh, and all three of these countries are west of Kenya and Ethiopia, mm-hmm. and they're on like the other side. Is that lake? What's that big lake? Uh, lake the Atlantic Ocean. Lake Victoria. Victoria, named after the Queen. Or the secret. Nobody <laughs> sure. say the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> I definitely heard you. I just chose. No, Victoria. I didn't. I'm Good. glad I didn't. You should do that. Okay. West of Lake Victoria. That's kind of cool. Yeah. They're all like sandwiched together. Um, but what's something interesting? And maybe we've kind of already talked about this a little bit, but what's something interesting about like the economy of the coffee culture there? Like what impacts does it have on the economy? What percentage of the GDP or whatever? It's big technical words. I don't know. So <clears throat> back in, I think it ended in the 80s, was the Ugandan Bush War. That was like a civil war in the country, but like a lot of the terrain was affected, yeah. and like a, obviously a lot of like economy was affected because there was a civil war. Yeah. Um, so like there's still a lot of tension between like different groups in Uganda. Mm-hmm. I feel like all these countries have the same history. Pretty much, super war torn. War torn. Um, coffee was affected, mm-hmm. and then yes. like it's made its rise back again. Mm-hmm. Like, and we're all celebrating. Yeah. Um. But, like, with with that, because um, they also get a lot of refugees in Uganda um, from other war-torn countries in Africa. So, all that, like, movement and all that stuff affects the soil and the climate and everything. Yeah. So, with all that moving in, that obviously affects the growth of coffee. Um, so, that's, why, that's probably why, like, I, I guess comparatively to some of the countries around it, like, the exports are probably lower just because... They're having to. They can't make as grow as much because the climate is always changing, so they can't yeah. grow as much coffee. Um, yeah. So. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. What, uh, what about economy in uh, Rwanda? What kind of impact does coffee have on the economy there? Uh, so in Rwanda, with that that genocide that was going on, because. Um, they have seen uh, their global exports have grown in the last 15 years by 700%. And a mm. lot of this is because of their their inclusion of women in, in their farms. Yeah. And I uh, had a women's co-op uh, from Rwanda the other day. Yeah, women women working in in Rwanda is like a really big part uh, of their culture to like like give them jobs. Maybe tripping, but I feel like the Agasake 
Might be from. I, might, I think this the, the, from Brown Coffee is. Oh no, the, no, no, no! It is a woman's co-op. <laughs> it is from one of the co-ops. Nice. Uh, oh, also, they have one of the largest e-platforms, like online platforms for uh, selling coffee. coffee globally. Interesting. Weird. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Go them for being like ahead of the curve. 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 Yeah. Curve. Curve. Yeah. There we go. Cool. Um. Wow. That was a brain fart. But it's okay. So Burundi is mm-hmm. so if Brazil is the number one exporter of coffee in the world, Burundi, which is teeny teeny tiny, mm-hmm. is y'all are waiting for me to say something it's like second. It's forty seventh in the world. <laughs> 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 I was waiting for you to say second. I'd be like, wow. Yeah, it's like oh my god, that's amazing. Forty seventh. <laughs> it's like it's also like. In relativity to the size of Brazil, I bet it's one seventh of the size. That's true. Uh, so per capita, it, but it's, it's just as efficient per capita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tiny. Um, it exports forty-one point. This is twenty twenty-one. Forty-one point seven million dollars worth of coffee, um, which is a lot of money if you ask me. Um, and so coffee. They also do a lot of tea exporting. Um, mm, and yeah. so that contributes a lot to their foreign exchange. Um, hmm. I think like 90% of their foreign exchange is from coffee and tea. Dang. A lot. That is a lot. So, yeah. Um, but we'll just kind of keep going. I think we're being really efficient with like covering a lot and learning mm-hmm. a lot from each other, but also yeah. like getting Which I think is appropriate for this kind of like finale episode yeah of the, uh, of yeah the one. i yeah. mean because like honestly a lot of the smaller countries are just like yeah. they have a lot of the similar qualities to these bigger countries just because like yeah. i'm sure people that that have grown coffee in these bigger countries have been like oh we can capitalize on these smaller countries yeah so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's similar climate everything so yeah and, and one thing that i think we've noticed through through all these countries and throughout the entire continent of africa is that coffee is just a big part of Africa, yeah, just as a whole, because like we see all these uh, different places, and all the the three that we're we're talking about are, are really close together. Not not all of them are like that. Like it's it's all over, and we we like consistently see super high numbers um, of like how much of their global export and like total GDP like actually depends on coffee. Yeah, and like so, kind of like Africa as a continent, like it's re- that's kind of why it's really important for us to. Yeah, source our coffee ethically, and yeah, that's how they buy grocery, make it meat type thing. Really, is through coffee and growing and how the crop they have that year. And yep, it's Starbucks. I mean, big coffee comes in, over, or Onyx coffee comes in, and you know, buy hey, <laughs> fair trade. Okay, um. Yeah, I think also we've kind of just like covered the other ones more individually so we can look at them as like mm-hmm. people. Not that we're not looking at them as yeah. people. Anytime we talk about coffee, we're talking about people. Yeah. But we're able to like follow a, like a guideline mm-hmm. here of like, okay, let's yeah. knock out these quick facts. Yeah. Um, so I'll kind of start here looking at uh, like growing regions within the 
country. So kind of, we'll start south and we'll mark our way north. Mm-hmm. That's their land and all that. But um, kind of the main ones are uh, that I hear about are Ngozi. And that one's like as far north central as you can get. Um, and then Kayanza is just west. And those are the two that I've had um, that were both really good. And those are like the more central north. And then there's a third that's like really, really southwest and off on its own. And it's right next to... Uh, Lake Tanganyika. I don't know how to say it, but a really a lake that's right there in the country, mm-hmm. um, and it's Buja Mabora. <laughs> um, I don't know what it, what it is, but that's a really big one and uh, has a lot of um, pr- has like a lot of product towards the mm-hmm. overall scheme of coffee in that country. Um, I couldn't really, I didn't really find a ton on. What makes each individual thing like unique? Um, but I mean, it's obviously it's the same thing as a lot of African countries. There's like one mountain range going through the country slash region, yeah. and all of the countries are growing coffee within that you know elevation. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, um, but those are like the big three. There's a lot more. Um, but those are the big three that I found on found. Yeah. Um, what are some like big growing regions for for y'all's countries? So uh, Rwanda, pretty much anything I can find is more about what type of soil it yeah. was planted in, because apparently it's like really consistent across. Um, and the the main factor that's consistent across Rwandan coffees is that. The, the soil is high um, and like volcanic yeah, content. Yeah, volcanic ash. Ash, uh, ash but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> has high altitudes and they have a lot of rainfall. And um, about 95% of their of their coffee exports is a variety called uh, bourbon. Yeah, same thing with uh, uh, Burundi. Your country? Yeah, my, my I thought you were about to just say, m- my country. My country. <laughs> no, <laughs> thing is a lot of bourbon, which is super interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when we talked about Ethiopia, everything was alien. Yeah. Ooh. Everything from us is bourbon. That may be the same Yeah. Which, which I think those two factors is why Ethiopian, like, even though they're from the same, like, kind of, like, general place. Yeah. They like, all taste so different. Yeah. Um, Rwanda, I found this is the, it's known as the, the land of the thousand hills. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a map, okay, I'll show you. The whole map is green. The whole country and it's so it's so raised. It's all, mm-hmm. it yep. Yep. Because yep. <laughs> you know, um, that's kind of funny though. Um, Caleb, what about growing regions? Kind of stood out to you. So there's kind of like four main ones. Yeah. Um, the first one is 
Bujisu, I think that's how you say it. Uh, I don't know how. I don't really know how to say it. Yeah. Bujisu. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> you just disrespected an entire group of people. <laughs> yup. Um, <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's that's where they're that's where a lot of their um robusta not their or their arabica crop comes from. Like they have. They they have a lot of like SL14 and SL28 varieties, and I think yeah. that's because they're so close, to like Kenya and Ethiopia. Yeah, yeah, they're probably um, directly west of Kenya. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're right next to Kenya. And I think you got to go through a little bit of South Sudan, but yeah, then you get to Ethiopia. Um, and there's the West Nile region that still has more of the Arabica crop, but um, that's it. That's that's when you start getting the like the native robusta mm-hmm. varieties. Um, then you get to Western Uganda. That probably has the highest range. So one thing about Uganda is they have like, they have kind of have a super large range of meters above sea level. So the Western Uganda region is 1,200 meters to 2,200 meters above sea level. Wow. Um, so in feet, that's 3,900 feet to 7,200 feet, which is super that's uncommon. A huge range. Compared to a lot of other countries, just like close to it too. There's It's just... Gets the full range, so that's probably why they can get like Arabica and, and Robusta. Because Robusta typically grows a lot lower. Yes, because um, that, that's mainly where their crop came from at first mm-hmm. was Robusta. And, and one of the things, imagine being a farmer, and like mm-hmm. being a Robusta farmer, and so it's like a lot lower in the mountain, and someone <laughs> brings in like a, a Arabica crop, like, hey, we're gonna start growing this, but it has to go way the yeah. Up there. <laughs> But like, so one of the things about like their robusta versus their arabica is like, it's not that they're like unwilling to do arabica. It's just they didn't, they didn't really have anybody at first until like to bring in that crop or like teach them the proper way to to like cultivate cultivate. Yeah, kind of help. Yeah, even like in Burundi, I said it came in 1930, the 1930s from Belgians, and so probably. For a long time, Uganda was similar of just like yes. what was known to them, and that was probably was robusta. robusta. Um, and the last region is just the central lowlands, which that's pretty much all robusta. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's about twelve hundred to fifteen hundred meters. Yeah, so really low. Yeah, most no. of Rwanda is above two thousand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that's funny because yeah. like you have like Rwanda and Burundi, which are like super high, but then you get to Uganda, just, which is just north of it, yeah. and it's like half of it's low, then half of it's like super high. And yeah, it's just that is super, super weird. Um, cool. Well, we've been we talked about uh, the economy, mm-hmm. like what makes it unique, like the culture. Yeah. Um, we've talked about growing regions, but let's talk about the coffee itself. Uh, what are like three to five words or three to five coffee words that mm-hmm. you use to describe your country's coffee in an overarching like food coffee? So, as we've covered in our first episode in the series with the Kenya, it, 
it's very similar to Kenya, which makes sense because it's right yeah, beside it's it. Right there beside it. It's just it kind of just piggybacks off of the Kenya, because um, you, you don't see a lot of like these specialty coffee companies like taking the robusta from from Uganda, even though it's the biggest crop. Like, yeah, that's getting sold to Folger. Yeah, that's not like that's not like Cough. a huge yeah, because they know. People that are getting special coffee, they don't want to drink robusta, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is facts. I could do kind of want to try it just at yeah. some point, just to see, but I don't know how I'd be able to find it. Um, but uh, uh, the church I'm going to, mm-hmm. the pastors are going to Burundi. Burundi to nope, that's not gonna have robusta. <laughs> I thought yeah, you just sure. combined Rwanda and Burundi. Burunda. Burunda. <laughs> Burung. Bur- it's like oh. Texarkana. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I was going to say he could bring some back, but they don't have he's going to a different Burundi. country. Dang. Okay. But um, I don't know. I interrupted kind of at the okay. end. You were talking about yeah. how you wish you could get your hands on but some. Yeah. It's, it's just very similar to Kenya. So yeah. like a lot of the coffees juicy and it has like like pretty decent acidity but it, it's very like wine wine and tea like yeah kind of. so from what you've read is it primarily what what are their main processes are they mainly wet process are they mainly dry mainly, process mainly natural natural process mm-hmm. okay so that probably has a lot to do with maybe their access to water yes um because they're like obviously there's like the whole west nile region yeah. but not all the waters they're like yeah super safe so and and also like uh as as we've kind of like seen with especially like they're not super coached in a lot of ways like i feel like wet process wet processing takes a little more coaching and that that's more of like a i feel like that takes more of like a scientific approach rather yeah. than natural because like oh you're just letting it dry you know what i mean like yeah. that makes sense rather than just like wet processing like oh you gotta like do all there's like you gotta get these machines and yeah. all these steps yeah and especially if like arabica coffee newer mm-hmm. for them yeah yeah if arabica is no, so new for them then they may get to that they may eventually dabble in it but right now it's like hey this is they're easy. gonna do what they know yeah you know? that's how we've always done it yeah what, Josiah, what about you? What are your buzzwords? What, how would you describe it? So uh, these are the buzzwords for on, on pretty much like every every coffee that I've looked up and from a lot of um, kind of like universal opinion. Uh, as far as mouthfeel goes and like the, the tactileness of it, uh, and, and I can also attest to this, it is very, Rwandan is very round. Mm-hmm. And it's very. <laughs> this is straight from Onyx himself. Silky and juicy, which yeah. I agree with. It is very like mm-hmm. smooth. I, I don't think that there's another way to to describe it. I don't want to say it's milk-like. It's a little fuller of a taste it, than a lot of the other African countries. I would say yes. It has less transparency, but with the loss of transparency. You do uh, make up for it in like uh, in like fullness, mm. and like how it uh, it really feels like uh, it just fills your taste buds instead of goes over them. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a a lot of fruity notes. Uh, most of it is uh, honey washed process. Oh. Oh. Hmm. 
Um, and, and that does have to do with a lot of the the fruitier yeah, tasting that, notes. That's kind of cool. Um, mm. so bar- and syrupy. That's another one. Close to mm. Kenya, not Kenya, Rwanda, your country, being like directly underneath it. And kind of how I said earlier, it, if you look at it on a map, most of their growing regions are like piggybacked from Rwanda. Um, their coffee flavor profiles, for the most part, are identical to Rwanda. Um, like people say it's really kind of very similar to them. But uh, Sweet Maria's coffee describes it a lot like um, Guatemala. Interesting. Which is interesting because they talk about how in Guatemala they have different harvesting seasons than they do in Rwanda. Not Rwanda, uh, Burundi. And so, like, one part of the season they'll harvest this crop, and then in the next part of the season, like, people... The other two seasons have it from Burundi, which I thought was super interesting. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool. A lot of times, this is the main thing. And all bourbon, like pretty much across yep. the whole country, super... Uh, very similar across like everyone uses mm-hmm. bourbon uh it's all wet processed but they use these uh concrete basins um, where they'll like just jump jump a bunch of coffee in there for the wet process and they like kind of just some of it floats and those they call skimmers they get the mm. floaters off the top mm-hmm. um and those are like not as high quality like usually they're not as ripe that was super interesting how it's like yep. across the whole country they have like the very similar coffee they grow how they process it and it's like similar all the way across the board um so it's not that it's not nuanced but it's streamlined how they do it you know and so as a country together they've agreed on this is how we do it as our country um and so one thing that was interest like that kind of stuck out to me, and this is about I think it's quite a few Kenyan not Kenyan East African coffees. I know Rwanda, Burundi, and maybe Kenya all have this defect in their coffee where sometimes it tastes like potatoes. potatoes. Have you ever heard that? Yes. I have not. Yes. Interesting. Occasionally there's a batch of coffee from like one of these East African countries where they'll roast it, they'll ship it. It's like one part of a crop or one crop that tastes like potatoes Mm. and like they don't know it until like it's roasted and sent out and like sold a lot of times. Um, But they've kind of figured out like what compounds cause that. And so they're trying to like lower the uh, incidences of that. So I don't know. I thought that was super interesting. Um, Has there been a memorable cup from your region that you were like, oh, yeah, from 
Uganda are from, Kenya are from, Burundi, that that stuck out to me. And if you don't have something from your country, is there one from another country from these three? Honestly, unfortunately, no. About all three? About, honestly, yes. Wow. So I am curious. I've never, I've just never had Uganda or Burundi. Uh, Never mind. That's not true. I did have a Burundi pour over from the foundry in Tyler. I did actually really like that. Uh, I was there. The, like two weeks ago, right? Like, yep. Yeah. I actually did really enjoy that. I, I lied. So, And I, I have had a couple different Rwandans, and it's nothing against the country. I just don't think I enjoy it super yeah. well. I, I end up switching an Ethiopian for a Ro- Rwandan with Josiah. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not super into it personally. Yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah. What about you, Josiah? So luckily for me, the answer to this question was really easy because uh, if any listeners have walked into Joe Pine recently and ordered (laughs) a cup of drip coffee, you are most likely getting a Rwandan coffee, the Agaseke. Um, Yeah. And personally, I actually enjoy that one and most Rwandan coffees that I've had more as drip than as a pour over. Uh, just cause I think that it's, I don't know. Something about it is, is just easier on yeah. drip. Um, it's very sippable, very easy going. Like not morning. It's like specialty morning diet. Yes. But it's special like in, a in a good way. It's like specialty breakfast coffee. Yeah. Very in the best way. We don't mean no, that no, as, no, 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 yeah. I think breakfast coffee and even like cup of Joe. Have yeah. Yeah. No, but I even mm-hmm. said that. I even said that about the uh, the Onyx Eclipse. Yeah. Which. Yeah, you said the same thing because you. I was like, don't the dark don't buy blue. this if you think you're gonna get some like super super fruity, super modern, like trying to taste like a bunch of different things. Like yeah. that was that coffee was designed and roasted to be like a very traditional. Like Onyx himself said, like. This is going to most traditional coffee that like we're gonna offer. Like, yeah. don't expect this to be that. And they said that in their brew guide. So I think, uh, especially this from London, um, on on drip is is a really good example of that. Maybe not as traditional, yeah, as because it still like has its own flavor and you can still like discern like um, different tasting notes about it. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, like it just pairs nice with a warm muffin. In the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's easy to pair with stuff. Cool. Well, for me, I've had three memorable, I've had a memorable coffee from each. Um, and so for me from Uganda, it's the coffee that I have. Um, I looked it up real quick from my, my source. And so it's from, um, it's memorable because a, I spent a lot of money to get a lot of it. Um, <laughs> B, B, because I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the only Ugandan coffee I've ever had, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I, feel yeah. Like I remember seeing that Capital One notification. Arabica is super. Not as, not yeah. as effect, not as effective, not as commonplace. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm looking at like the company right now. They describe it as like a darker Ethiopian. It's like a touch of like a Brazilian type nuttiness um and i would agree looking back at how when i had it it's like nutty and like sweet but not like fruity sweet it's like you know like dark chocolate sweet 
yeah. different type of sweetness. Like like going back to the nuttiness, like kind of like sweet in the way a walnut is yeah, sweet yeah. or a pecan. Yeah, kind of like how that's sweet. Be. That's kind of how I would describe it. Dark chocolate, like really rich and like yeah. thicker on the mouth, like on the tongue. Yeah. Um, Whoa. <laughs> sorry, dude. My bad. Um, Rwanda. I had a Rwandan pea berry. Um, and so that one's really unique because it's a pea berry. And so it was like super, super sweet, super, super citrusy, and probably a lot different than the Rwandan that y'all have at Chopin right now. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed that one. And then for my Burundi, I don't remember a ton about it. I remember it being the very first coffee I ever had from Burundi. And it was either from Tweed Coffee in Austin or Dallas. Austin. Austin. And then... Or brown coffee. I can't remember which one it was from, but I remember being like, oh, Burundi. I've never heard of that country. What the heck? Googling it and being like, yeah. that's tiny. And then it just being like super fruity. Um, and I don't remember anything specific um, because that was also like a year ago. So, but we're going to move on into kind of our closing normal everyday stuff. Our our recurring segments. segments. Our recurring segments. Let's go. Um, yeah, so I'm pulling up the score of our trivia right now. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure the score right now is Josiah in the lead. But let me pull it up because uh, I cannot find it. It's in my Google Docs. There we go. Um, Josiah's in the lead 11 to 9. So, that boy is cooking you right now. That's but only I've, two. That's not, yeah, yeah, it's only two. That's one basket in the NBA. I have four. This ain't the NBA, boy. I have four questions. I'm, today. I'm LeBron James. This is live action. I have four questions today. Um, but two of them I feel like are freebies. So, I'm going to answer ask them directly at y'all and let y'all go back and Fourth on those two, Kay. but we'll start with one that shouldn't be hard, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. Which cultivar of coffee, considered one of the two main cultivars, shares its name with a type of whiskey, a type of biscuit, and a variety of vanilla? <laughs> Bourbon. Bourbon. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. Uh, super. Yeah. But it, uh, Went really easy with like this week having two countries that are primarily bourbon growing countries. That was a great question, Jesse. Yeah, Josiah's up nine to twelve. Caleb, gives I'm Caleb gonna let like you the hardest question <laughs> in the world. So, yeah, this is a freebie. Caleb, what is the I'm gonna give you the exact MASL. Uh. Caleb, I'm gonna give you a freebie right here. Um, so, <laughs> what's my favorite? No. <laughs> <laughs> what's my favorite color? Code. No. What? <laughs> what, does that, what does that mean? You know, like colors have codes, like Pastel. hashtag um, M014. Yeah, oh, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yo, right, Caleb. Sorry, I'm watching the Stars game at the same time, and now we're up 3 0. We're going to fight him. Um, we're not being locked in. I'm, I'm sorry. All right. Caleb, no, one or two? One. Okay. So this point. No, I'm kidding. Much, uh, there, there were two questions that I was Four. choosing between. 
What Italian word refers to a shortened pull of espresso using finer grounds and less water, which results in a more concentrated cup? Oh, my God. Freak. Oh, hey, I what get is it. a shortened espresso? No, I, no, this is a fun fact about this. It, it actually might help you. My favorite guitar pickups of all time are named after this. I, I don't... Lambertos. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, is from, it is from that company. Okay. All uh, do you want me to let you answer this? Or do wait, you want me hold to on. give him the first letter of the word? Can you give me the first letter? You can give him the first letter. R. Why am I blanking out? I know the other two. What's the other two? Well, there's like espresso, which is just regular, and there's lungo. Uh-huh. Ristretto. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah. Go. Okay, I was like, go. I was like, I know it. Like, I know the answer. I knew, I knew you knew it. 10 to 12. All right. I'm going to ask a harder one. Um, maybe. I don't know. Okay, so coffee is the second commodity on Earth. After what commodity? Basically, what's first? Yeah, what's first? Caleb? Rice? No. Freak! That was a good guess, though, because you yeah. got to think about just the size Every of Asia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to let you answer. And then if not, I have a, I have a second and then guess. then I'm going to let you all both guess one more. Okay. Um, <laughs> after he gets it wrong. <laughs> after I get it wrong. I... I think, man, rice was rice was a really yeah. solid guess. I have two more that I'm like maybe, I don't know though. That was really solid. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna also go the food route. So I immediately think it has to be it has to be a dry good, because that. That's easy to to move around yeah, places. Sort of rice. Yeah, exactly. Man, I really don't know. Beyond rice. Um, if you're if you want to go ahead and put your guess in text one one four. Yeah, I'm not gonna try Eight to coffee. I'm not gonna try to belabor this decision too long. Just shoot. Is it tea? Hurry up. No. Oh, that's okay. I'm glad you guessed that because that was about to be my next yeah. guess. Okay. So it is not in the food category. Not in the food category at all. I don't even wait. So commodity. Is there anything so else? like something? What? A, yeah. What else? What goes in the commodity category commodity then? Like, like common material. material that everyone has access to and everyone probably needs to some degree. Not needs, but it's common and everyone has access to. Is it, it. it like oh. wood or something? Is your guess going to be wood? Uh, I, I have a guess. Who wants to guess next? I'm going to go wood. Incorrect. Cotton. Incorrect. Do y'all want to guess one more and we can give y'all like no, a shirt? No, I don't have any. I don't really have I, well, I'll give you all. Uh, I'll give you all a category. Is it? Okay, give us the category then. Category. Gasoline category. Oh, is it just, what is that? Like oil? Is it just oil? Like what, what do you mean by gasoline category? <laughs> Ethanol? Petroleum. Oh, I was going God dang it. <laughs> what? Would oil be a type of? I mean, that's I, in my brain, I was like petrol oil, like yeah. petrol. But oil. I just said oil because that's what people call yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. hindsight bias. But 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's for, the for number me. one. You know, I think everyone has cars or planes. That or makes sense. Yeah. I guess I don't see that as a commodity. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when we talk about commodity, we think of like coffee food and food. Or like, that's why I was so flat. That's why I was like, man, it wasn't rice. rice. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so 10 to 12. Last question. It's an easy one. That was so close. Um, do y'all want to buzz in or do y'all want to like rock, paper, scissors for who gets to answer this first? Um, let's just buzz in, but you have to finish the question first. Yes. You can't just you like. You can't just in the yeah. middle of it. Okay. <laughs> this coffee drink gets its name from the Spanish word for cut. You can buzz in right now or I'll finish the rest of the question. For cut? For cut. Spanish word. I'm going to finish reading the question. Or do you want to give a good guess? Do you, oh, do you want to give a good guess? Yet. No. Wait, you said that's... I think this is a harder section of the question. The second half, I feel like it's more giveaway. But I wanted to ask this part and see if he does I think, want to... I don't know. Just let this let this sit for just a second. And if we go too long, Wait, then... you said what coffee what? This coffee drink gets coffee its drink. name from the Spanish word cut. I wish I was. I, I wish I took Spanish in high school. Huh? What'd you say? Oh, good job, Maddie. My 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 wife might have got it right. I th- yeah, she got that's, it. That's what I was that's thinking, but but I wasn't. Yeah, my wife uh, got it right. Cortado. Yeah. Dang. And she was. I so was quietly. thinking it. I was about to say it. I, and Maddie stole my Maddie, thunder. Maddie, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> so Josiah has twelve. Caleb actually, has 10. that was a fifteen-point question. And Maddie, <laughs> she won. Maddie has won. Good job, Maddie. You didn't win. <laughs> you got one. For those that didn't hear, if it didn't make it into a mic, the answer was Cortado. Cortado. Mm. Ayo. Cool. Wait, Good what was the rest of the question? Equal parts espresso and steamed milk. Oh, oh yeah, that <laughs> yeah, that would have been I was like, like kind of give it away. I was like, but I oh, I'm like, oh, Cortado. That's literally just what it is. First, because I knew that would be like a freebie. Some guy came into Joe Pine the other day wearing a full robe. I don't know if he was wearing a priest or something. He got a Cortado and uh, he was like, he was like talking to his friends and they were like, what's a Cortado? Because like apparently they only go to big coffee. And uh, <laughs> uh, and he was just like, imagine like, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what he said. Imagine a cappuccino and a latte like had a baby. I was like, not really, but. I feel like okay. it's like the opposite of that, but. <laughs> I was like, okay. Imagine a shot of espresso and a cappuccino had a baby, and it met in the middle of their size. And then I poured my art and realized I poured enough milk for a cappuccino, but he drank it anyways. He goes, "Mm, this is delicious, sir. This is a great Cortado. Was was it in a a to-go cup? Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, I was like, how did you do that in one of those jars? He won it in a to-go cup. (laughs) Yeah, because you have to like, uh, whatever. And then Clearly I made another guy a Cortado know. with like the for here setup, and I think he like realized that it was clearly not the same size as uh-huh. like what that that guy got for the here. And I think Chill. he said something about it, but he still drank it. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> big coffee guy. My bad. Big coffee. Bro. Cool. Well, we'll go to our last recurring segment, which is what's in the bag. What's in your bag? This. What are you brewing this week? So I've been brewing this Ethiopian from uh, 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 Oak Cliff Coffee. Can't remember the region, to be honest with you. 
It's up in my room. Um, be honest, it's been it's been serving me right. Just making some V60s with it. Um, I've been doing the five pour method. Yeah, a lot. So nice. It's good. Five pour. Five pour. The Matt, Matt Winston. Matt Winston. Mm-hmm, that boy. Sai, what do you get from Onyx for us this um, So, <laughs> I, uh, I made a fault in judgment <laughs> a little bit ago because I, I didn't realize. I was just like, oh, I want to try this, and then I got it. And then, and then you gave me another bag of coffee. Hell so yeah. I have about like three bags of coffee just kind of like sitting. Um, it it kind of stresses me out. Nice. Because uh, I'm trying to go through them, but I'm also not trying to like overdose on caffeine. You know? Nice. Um, just do but it. But the one that I'm working on the most right now is the Ethiopia Ayla Bensa Shantawenen Natural from Onyx. And it's the really nice looking red one. Yeah, nice. I had something from everything. the Italian Onyx. <laughs> yeah. which oh, you was, got another one? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I can't pay for shipping across seas. Oh, <laughs> didn't didn't we uh, real we realize it was the same thing? And it was the same color. Yes. Yes. Maybe maybe it's like maybe the maybe it's the, the Italian or Onyx. maybe like the big place that they get that they all get their coffee from, like the farm uses like a red color for their website or something. So yeah, I wonder. Like, or maybe. Just like us, they associate taste with color. Oh. They're like, this tastes like red. D- no, dude, red. it's the same. Dude, once you see that in marketing, you see color association with like different like sized things or because I, I think uh, it's also like um, if you go to Kohl's and you like see an extra large and you see like that color, I forget what color it is, but like you just immediately know, like at most places, uh, a medium is yellow. So I, yeah, a medium sized thing is gonna be yellow. A large is gonna be. Is it red? Or is it blue? Uh, I thought it was blue. Maybe I can't remember. But, but see, like we yeah. have these associ. Anyways, the point the point is we have associations with yeah. things. Cool. Well, for me, <clears throat> for me, what's in the bag is from this one local roaster called Burns Coffee and Bacon. <laughs> uh, ever heard of it? I have that one. Dude, I have it one of those. Sucks. <laughs> Oh my god! No, it's great. Actually, I have quite a few of my coffee roasted right now, um, but I just brewed for my wife a ton of cold brew because she really likes that, um, and I'm the MVP, um, which stands for most valuable husband. Don't be so um, self-congratulatory. Facts, but it's a Yurgachev, and it's really like grapefruit, citrus notes. Um, it's really good. And so I've been brewing that. I really enjoy it as single origin espresso in an iced Americano. Mm. It, uh, mm. Your dirty water. In my dirty water, dude, it tastes like so like citrusy <laughs> and it's busting when it's dialed. So yeah, that's what I got in the bag. And uh, maybe I'll have something next week, but I'm literally almost out of it. So cool. Well, that's all we got this week, and we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.